What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeffrey Laxman, the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the commotions of Zimbabwe. Yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where, believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay. You're all gay. Lol. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, people of the world? I'm your host, Jeffrey Flaxman, and you're listening to the Jeffrey Laxman podcast. Today, we have a special guest. She is one of my best friends in the entire world, a YouTube and TikTok star with over 400,000 followers across all her platforms. She is milking it. Hello. <laughs> your next guest is Alice Abrahams, or as most of you might know as Alice Talks Football. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> How's it going, Mofo? No, it's going all right. I mean, dragged me to be on the podcast. I did. I forced her. I'm going to be using her for a little bit of clout. We can tell some interesting stories. Yeah. So if we're going to get straight into it, you obviously do YouTube, TikTok, doing football content on Man United. Is it just solely Man United? Uh, no, I do all things football, but obviously most of my focus is on Man United. Nice. So me and Alice have been friends for, God, what is it? Like seven, eight years now? Six, seven years, yeah. Six, seven years. Blimey. You're still with me? <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I love you, really. Yeah, I know you do. How did we first meet? School. It would have been um, sixth form. You were in my form in sixth form. Mm. I didn't really know anyone because I was new. Um, your cousin, Ali, who you hung out with, she was like your only friend. <laughs> in my class. What do you mean? I'm the one who like gave her all her friends. <laughs> no, it's didn't actually. That's mean. <laughs> she was in my class and she like sat like two rows down for me. So I like recognized her. So I was like, okay, I should just sit with this girl that's in my class. And then you were sat with her. And I think like I just spoke to you two in form time, which was only like 20 minutes a day. But it was mm-hmm. like you two or this really strange kid that went to my last school. <laughs> As I was sitting with these two, we started talking. And then like some people that I knew sort of joined your kind of group yeah so i would like sort of hang out with them because i kind of knew them and then you were also in that group so i just got talking to you yeah we just got chatting and just i don't know i think we both played xbox fortnite fortnite yeah and we, and we were just like oh should we play together tonight and we did and obviously i spoke one the last like you know a few episodes ago alice always got me in trouble playing fortnite <laughs> when i was supposed to be revising Seventeen fortnite was the time oh the og days it was so good you used to sit in your free periods and used to watch like Allier playing fortnite. Oh, <laughs> and then i saw you watching it and i think that's when i realized you play fortnite and i was like oh i've got an xbox too yeah and then we just started playing we literally used to go every free period we got like before the end of school run to the bus together <laughs> just to get home to play yeah it's basically a rule like if you had a free period at like uh, in the at fifth period which was the only lesson you had after lunch which was like two to like 320 you like had to stay in school and you had to register form at two o'clock at the end of lunch but like me and jeff would have like a three period our last two lessons so we just leave school at like 12 o'clock and go right home to dig out of fortnite. i'm pretty sure i remember getting called into the uh, print like headmaster's office the head teacher's office and they were telling me my attendance has been like below what it should be and i hadn't missed a single lesson but i think it's because i missed a few forms so i told them like, look i haven't missed a single lesson this is wrong like you can check with all my teachers and eventually they put it back up to 100 <laughs> no, percent mine was like mine was like 50 something mine was shocking 
Because like if I wasn't coming in first or second period because I had freeze and you had lessons, you wouldn't come in until I came in. <laughs> to be fair, I missed a few first periods. That was my lazy period six four. I just yeah. didn't want to get up. And then all our free periods, we would just spend in spoons during the day. Oh my god. I did I think there was days where I'd come in, I'd meet you at like break time. We'd go to spoons, chat spoons for a period, and then I would literally come for fourth period an hour and then I'd leave at lunchtime and go home and play for like when I was meant to be studying really hard for my A-levels, that was actually really yeah. bad. But you know what? doesn't matter now. Exactly. My mum used to ask me all the time, have you been Have you been studying? What did you do today in school? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I've done like three hours of studying. You know, even in my free periods, I just worked. And there I was in Spoons ordering sweet watched, chili wraps. You were either watching YouTube if <laughs> I wasn't there or you go to Spoons with me. Like all your friends would be sitting working really hard. They're all doing their work, their biology A-level revision and all of that. And then I'd come in and I'd be like, are we going spoons then? And we'd just go to spoons. And oh. there was a couple of times where you had alcohol as well, you know. What? Yeah, you got annoyed at me once because you're like, Alice, have a drink, have a drink. I'm like, I've got to go back for a drama lesson. Uh, don't even lie to me. <laughs> I did not that. do that. You've done that once or twice. <laughs> that was only like one of the last days of school where... To be fair, it wasn't near the end of your first We all went spoons at like eight in the morning oh, and yeah. got drinks. Like, I did not do that on the regular... <laughs> Secret alcoholic here, it's exposing him. I wasn't even 18 yet. I turned 18 like late in the year. Yeah, it was year 13. It would have been like Blimey. January, February onwards. Yeah, true. I think I was just excited to be 18 and order alcohol. God, my mom's going to hear this and she's yeah. going to roast me. You were, but the best thing was it is you liked to order other people alcohol and used to buy everyone shots. You used to get drunk and used to be like, oh, I'm going to buy everyone shots so they're just as drunk as me. I did. You'd spend so much money on buying everyone else drinks. God, I was that little shit. I was like, I want to, you know, have fun, have some drinks. It was like, oh no, you know, just have one. I'm like, boring. And then you so I used to come shots. back with trays of shots. Okay, so that's kind of how we match. Should we dive into your childhood boarding school? What it was like growing up in England? Yeah, we and can we kind do. of compare the differences. What age do you start primary school? Yeah, Oh, uh, like four, I think, four or five. We had like nursery and then you have like reception, which I think you're four in reception, you turn five. Yeah. Did you ever get in trouble in primary school? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I was just... <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I, I have this, one of my earliest memories would have been like year one. Mm. And basically there was this girl in our year then and we didn't like her. It's just horrible. Mm. And she used to always take the fun play equipment. Like you'd have bats and balls and you'd have like play equipment and stuff. And this is going to sound so horrific. I mean, but this is the other girl's idea. But me and this other girl thought, how about we mark our territory on the play equipment? So we peed on it. You peed on the school equipment? And we were like, year one. Yeah, like, so she wouldn't want to touch it so we could have the bat and ball we wanted. And then, like, the head teacher was like, oh, this is feral. We had our parents here. We were sent home for the day. The head teacher was like, these feral <laughs> children. And me and this other girl, because it was three of us involved, we all just we all blamed it on this one girl. We're like, no, it was only her, it was only her. And she got in so much more trouble, but it was all the fuck. I knew you were naughty, <laughs> I mean that, I don't think that was naughty. I just think that was just like No, what do you mean? Psychotic. <laughs> I think we have naughty stories. That was just like my earliest memory of like having my mum called into school and like that was the first time I remember like getting in serious trouble when I was age five. What punishments did you get? Because obviously your parents got called in, but did you even get punished? Like my mum was just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't raise you like that. I feel like it's just weird. But like, no, we just got sent home for the day. And I think one of the girls was suspended because we blamed it all on her. No. And yeah. she wasn't like, oh, it wasn't only me. 
Yeah, it was like, we just blamed her because, to be honest, me and this other girl were closer. <laughs> you know what, like, primary school friendships are like? You're so horrible. It's probably because everyone else had ganged up and had been like, it wasn't us, it was only her. The teachers definitely believe, like, the bigger group. Oh, and they always do. Oh, so bad. She's probably traumatized. <laughs> well, hopefully she's forgot that. No, I, she's in therapy. <laughs> I forgot that until you made me think about year one. <laughs> God, I think one of the first times I ever got in trouble in school. So there were changing rooms on the other side of like the school hall and where you'd go get changed for PE or sports in the afternoons. And uh, I think I was in yeah, year three. And a couple of the year ones were, so there's girls changing rooms, boys changing rooms. And the girls were running out of the girls changing rooms, like half naked, getting changed, like screaming. So me and my friend Ruben, we were like chasing them, telling them, go back inside. You shouldn't be doing this. And it almost became like a bit of a game because they would run out. We would chase them. They would run back in. And one of the cleaning ladies like saw this and reported it to one of the teachers. <laughs> You're like chasing the naked girls. Literally said that we were running in and out of the girls' changing rooms, chasing naked girls. And Predator. Oh, this teacher was one of our, like, one of my friends. Like, I was just, you know, when you have a, like, quite a close relationship with a teacher. Yeah, you just kind of like. teacher's pet. I literally was such a teacher's pet. And the cleaner told him, and I was like, please, you cannot, like, I tried to explain to him what was happening. He's like, Jeff, don't worry. You're good. Next thing, I'm in class. I get called into the headmaster's office and he tells me, oh, so I heard you've been, you know, doing all the stuff in the girl's changing room, literally has like four sticks lined up on his desk. And he starts picking each one up, thinking which one he's going to use, tells me to stand up. He pulls the chair out, bends me over the chair. Don't you like that? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. And he literally beat me twice, me and my friend. For what we did like full-on beatings with a stick <laughs> we both came out of there crying it was the worst thing it was so embarrassing going back to the classroom and you're crying because everyone knows what's happened does everyone know like why you were being beaten as well like yeah. it's a small school where just gossip went oh yeah small school there's 25 kids per class and there's only seven classes like year one to seven yeah there's only like 150 kids it was very small yeah i had that everyone knows everyone oh, it was so embarrassing but yeah, that was one of the times I got in trouble in school. One of the only times. Not the only time. I remember I toothpasted Ruben once and because obviously we're in boarding school and he had a little bit of toothpaste on his forehead the next morning when we line up to go into class. And Mrs. Matthews is the headmaster's wife. She sees this. I had to apologize to Ruben. And Next thing, Mr. Matthews comes back into the class, calls me out, I go for another beating. (laughs) Was that like not long apart from the first beating? Oh, no, it was like two years apart. Imagine (laughs) it was like two weeks apart. (laughs) Oh, so I've been beaten a few times in school. Did you guys ever get beatings in school? Or was that not allowed? No, it was England. I don't think we could. There was a few like rules that were blurred, I think, like when I went to boarding school. It's a bit different there, but there was no beatings. Got you. That's so lucky. God, I would have killed to have a school with that wasn't allowed beatings. <laughs> I think that's the norm. I think that's the norm in England. No well, beings. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather just go in for one quick smack or be punished and have like detention for two months or something. Because, you know, at least then it's done. Don't think about it again. Hurts for a little bit. I feel like you can learn more from words, though. 
I guess they want to teach you stuff if they tell you off and like talk to you about it. You're maybe you're going to be made more aware of why you're in trouble. Whereas if they just hit you, you're just like, ow. Uh. I don't know. Yeah, I've kind of had this conversation with Cal before actually about, you know, getting beaten over, you know, being spoken to about it. I think I was a pretty good kid, despite the few beatings I had. No, you were a good kid. You uh, used to be like worried about getting in trouble. You wouldn't ditch your lesson to go spoons. You oh, were, yeah. You had to go in your free period, but you made me ditch lessons yeah, to I go did. <laughs> There's no ways I'll get in trouble. So I definitely think it taught me like, okay, don't do this or you're going to get smacked. And it kind of made me not do it. But I feel like in England, obviously people, they just get told off, get spoken to, get a detention. And yeah. And that doesn't change. They keep doing the same thing over and over to again. To be fair, the motto was when they're telling you off, they're just talking to you. What's so deep? That was our motto, like me and my best friend in like year four. So I was just like, if they tell me off, I'll just go do it again. So it's talking to me. Exactly. I don't think you learn anything. There's no consequences. Like when you're older, you do. I think when you're younger, you're just like, oh, they're just talking to me. I'm too smart for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst punishment you ever got in school? Like high school, low school? I was quite good. This is going to sound like really kind of psycho. I was quite good at getting my way out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like if I got in trouble, I was like, no, it wasn't me. I would find ways out of trouble. Like there was times I wrote some really inappropriate things about my teachers on Google Translate. There was, so basically this was year eight. This was first week of year eight. We had this new Chinese boy come to our school from China. And he didn't speak <laughs> much English. And he was in our IT lesson. And there was me and this other boy called Callum. And they said, you know, can you like look after Tom? Can you translate things on Google Translate for him so we can understand the lesson better? Because his English was kind of new to bare minimum, like GCSE level English probably. So he was kind of struggling the lessons. He picked it up really quickly, I guess, being in England. So we were translating for him. Instead of like actually translating the work and what he needed to do, like the things he didn't understand, we started writing like really inappropriate messages in Google Translate, as you do. Um, but we didn't realize that because it's on school Wi-Fi. Every time you click translate, the school can track that and what you enter in on school Wi-Fi. Oh, so course. we were like writing things like, oh, Miss is a like gay slag. Like the <laughs> worst things that you'd write in year eight. Like like the most horrible <laughs> in gay slag. Yeah, you're cancelled. Do you know what podcast you're on? <laughs> I know, I know. When we're like 13, we write things about our teachers. We're like, yeah, this teacher likes up the bum, like really bad stuff, like 13. Translating swear words, like rude words. Like, what was his reaction when you put that in? <laughs> he was laughing, but it was really funny because obviously we were just all laughing, like translating these awful things about, like we were writing awfully inappropriate things about our teachers and then mm. just putting like swear words, rude words in, like thinking it was funny because we're like 13, like, yeah. oh God, like this teacher did this, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't realize that if you write like certain words in, that will automatically alert the person that monitors the school internet. Obviously. So they're seeing that what's happening in slag, bitch, <laughs> all these sexual references like penis and like swear words. And also it's got the, so they'll obviously go and look at that and then they'll see we're writing like a really inappropriate sentence about our teacher. We're like, this teacher is so sexually frustrated, but she gets none like, oh my God. And this teacher was the one that had to read it. And then she printed them all out to us. The three of us got called into the, the head teacher's office with all the, all these pictures printed off of like everything that we translated. There was like 20 or 30 things that they'd highlighted of that we'd said. And they were like having a massive go at us, massive, massive go at us. Uh, like we got detention and stuff. Um, and the boys got weekend detention, Saturday detention. Um, and they ended up suspending the boys later on and they, because they, something else happened and they used the two instances, put them together to suspend them. But we're like, we have a calling up the parents. We're going to like show your parents everything you've said. Oh. We're in so much trouble. And then I was like, nah, it wasn't me. 
I lied. I cried. I put the watermarks on the crocodile. Yes, I was like, it wasn't me because I didn't want them to bring up my mom. I was like, it wasn't me. I didn't do that. It was the boys. It was the boys. And because my sister was a goody goody at school, like she's proper goody goody. Yeah. They all loved my sister. I felt like I had like a bit more respect with the teachers. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, okay, we won't, we won't bring up Alice's parents. She's saying it was the boys, not her. But it was literally me. I was the ringleader. I was literally going to ask, how did you get out of that? Because I knew you were going to get out of it. Yeah. Fly me. That was, yeah. I bet you blames on the kid who could barely speak English. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, that's what we did. He got so mad. He's like, he was like, actually had to go at me. I was just like, why did you blame it all on me? We've only been here like two weeks. And I was like, I'm such a bitch. But you know what? I'm 13 all for themselves. But when I got older, I just better at like making up stories and be like, nah, nah. But when you're younger, you just cry and you can get away with it. Yeah. Well, not in Sam. I cried a few times and I still got beaten. <laughs> I feel like they liked me. They liked my family, the school. So yeah. I feel like I could get away with stuff. Yeah, no, true. It's always funny because in the computer rooms and stuff, how they have like full control. And if you were on like games during lesson, you would just see your cursor just start moving up and it would just get closed. <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously oh can see your account that you're logged into. <laughs> so oh. they know it's you. Oh my God. I remember this one time, our teacher, Mr. I'm not going to say his name, actually, um, but my computer teacher, uh, he was a bit of a weirdo, um, very strict, hilarious guy. And one day we all went into class and he had the project, he turned the projector on and he starts chatting to us and he didn't realize, but behind him on the full projector was just porn going. Oh my God. That- do you know what? So you've been watching porn the entire time. Do you know what? That happened at our school. One, yeah. one guy was a couple of years above me was like a proper good computer hacker. Mm. And he hacked into the school systems and every single computer, and we we're like in an IT lesson in like year nine, every single computer just came up with some, every single computer in that whole school came up with some like graphic pornographic video on the screen. Like I turned on my laptop, my computer, and it was just like graphic porn. How the fuck do you, one, do you even do that? Two, why do you do that? I know who it was, but I don't think the school knew who it was. So I think he got away with it. Like it was a boy like two years above us. Like he did that stuff and he'd done it before. But like, I feel like the school couldn't figure out who had done that. Yeah, I guess when you're that clever at like hacking and stuff, you can just cover all your tracks because you know the computer teacher has no clue what they're doing. Literally. (laughs) Like try and find out. All right, okay, enough of the high school or school dramas. We'll save that for when you come back on, because you're definitely coming back on. Right. I need to continue using <laughs> you for clout. So you've been doing football for how many years now? Started in 2020. How come you started doing football content? Um, I feel like I technically did football content in like 2016. I made like three videos, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I used to watch a lot of football YouTube in 2016. Um, I've been making content on YouTube for years. Like I started making One Direction content when I was 12. One Direction like, content. Like 2012, my channel in 2012, which is videos of like Harry Styles and me, like it was called that Harry Styles top 10 cutest pictures. And they'd get like three, 4,000 views. Nice. And it was just a picture, like 10 pictures of Harry Styles with some like cringy music on top. Didn't you get like a couple of videos that had a million plus views on your old channel? Yeah, my other old channel, that one, my pranks, fake pranks. Fake pranks, what were those videos? It was like lyric pranks on my mum. Oh yeah. Because I was I saw someone post a video and it's like a lyric prank. And this was before he blew up. This guy had like ten thousand subscribers, had this video that had hundred K views, it was like a lyric prank. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do that. And then I posted a video and like a week later I like checked it and I was like, wait, this is what like hundred thousand views. And like two days later I had a million views. And I was like, Oh crap, I'm a YouTuber on that But that channel <laughs> died, that channel died quickly. It yeah. blew up. It gained like sixty thousand subscribers in one month. 
And then mm-hmm. like the second month became like 2000 and then it just collapsed because I had no YouTube skills or like knowledge back then. Yeah. I just went viral. Whereas obviously with my new channel, I built it up over years, consistent growth. Yeah. Just before we move on to your new channel, didn't you make a video about your like secret relationship with Jacob Sartorius and... Oh my God. <laughs> so it was basically clickbait and it got like 300,000 views. And it was, Jacob Satoris was like massive in 2017. That was yeah. Musically era because TikTok used to be Musically and I used to make Musically. It's really cringe. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, Jacob Satoris was getting views. He released a song called Sweatshirt. And I was like, you know what? Like I made a video with the, the caption. It was like a Photoshop picture of me and Jacob Satoris together. And it was titled like, what's it like dating Jacob Satoris? And then it was just a video. It was just a skit like me pretending to be Jacob with a hat on. Mm-hmm. And then me being me, just doing like skit scenes. Imagine like taking the mic out of it, imagine what it's like <laughs> dating him. I just used it for the clip bay sort of title, to be honest. Lol, <laughs> did you get like 16,000 subscribers over it? Yeah, literally. Blimey. Well. Okay, so your new football channel, how many subscribers are you on now? I think like 77,000, just over, yeah. Blimey, nice, that's sick. What is your most viewed video? What, overall a football channel? Football channel. I don't know. It might be when we lost 5-0 to Liverpool. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, that was quite a thing. 5-0, 7-0. Might be when the Mason Greenwood stuff came out because that was really viral. And, oh, yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Because uh, I'm just thinking in relation to United. I know on my second channel, it's I got a video of over 100,000 views, which just reacted to Liverpool winning, and that one did quite well. Uh, but main channel, it will either be some, either Man United getting battered by Liverpool Mm. Or some big story like Greenwood or a signing or something. Are you? Like Is Mason Greenwood still playing? Like, what's happened to him? Yeah, he's at Getafe playing. He's on loan. Really? In Spain. He was, they were going to bring him back to Man United, and then there was this big controversy. A lot of people didn't feel comfortable with that, and the club got a lot yeah. of stick. And some big pundits and like people in media said, like, why are they bringing him back? This is a bit raw. Because I think it's different to other cases where, obviously, footballers have been accused of things. But like the evidence wasn't leaked publicly. And I think with Greenwood, because there was like such uh, evidence leaked publicly. Yeah, like there was a whole notes, video of his photos. girlfriend recording him. Yeah, yeah, I think every, people can't unsee that. And I think there was quite like a negative response. So the club were like, no, actually, we can't bring him back last minute. And then they sent him out on loan. Yeah, got you. So obviously we've been doing the football YouTube for a couple of years now. And let's not lie, it's majority male audience. Yes, Have you had any backlash or bad comments from them because you're a girl or i mean yeah you, i think also people got to remember like in the football space online it is pretty toxic youtube isn't too bad but it's like the twitter and the tiktok's pretty toxic mm. um and i think it doesn't matter if you're a girl it doesn't matter if you're a 10 out of 10 or 1 out of 10 it doesn't matter who you are what your skin color is you're always going to get stick from someone that like, is the football side of the internet it's kind of like politics Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? If you say Ronaldo, people are just not going to like you. If you say Messi, I say Ronaldo. <laughs> if you say Messi, people aren't going to like you either yeah. because it's such. It's like it's very opinion-based football, so people naturally aren't going to like you no matter what you say, and people are naturally going to be stick. Yeah, like, I think like being a girl, you do get a few idiots like get back to the kitchen, and they're normally like twelve though. If you're over twelve and you say that, I'm thinking, nah, this this guy's must be seriously insecure or something. Like, <laughs> no one over the age of twelve like says that. You do get a few of them, and there was this Joey Barton stuff going on, and now you get idiots saying, "Oh, Joey Barton was right." If they don't agree with your opinion, and it, it's mad because I literally made a video which was just stating the news. It wasn't even opinion. I was just like, so reports are coming out that 
this player is going to go to this club, blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, oh, Joey Barmer's right. And I was like, I'm not even giving an opinion. So what I'm saying can't even be wrong. Yeah, you just exactly. Get, you just get people like that. I think the only downside of being a girl is you do get some creepy messages like oh, yeah. Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs. I had someone send me a picture and obviously, you know, like you blow out pictures and then you click on them and they unblow. And he's like, yeah, I've drew some fan art and stuff. Um, I'm a massive fan. I was like, picked on it, it was a cock. I was like, oh, for God's sake. It's like, so I got a few of people. You already like clickbaited. Yeah, I was actually. A few like really creepy messages and people telling me, oh, I want you to do this to me. And I'm like, a lot. A lot of people saying, oh, if you do this, I'll give you a load of money. And I'm just like, no, look. What's the most amount of money you've been offered? Someone, I think it was just someone like playing a game. To be mm-hmm. honest, someone was literally like, they'll send me 10 grand for me to send them like an explicit video. Really? But I was like, one, I won't do that anyway. And two, like, how can I even trust you? Like you're just some random guy on the internet. You know ah, I, mean? I would have said, send me the money first and I'll send you something. To be fair, I just said, send, you, send me the money, then just not send the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'd be too scared. He might track you down and like kill you. <laughs> yeah, you never know. 10 grand. Yeah, I don't care. I'll probably get the 10 grand and then send a little something whenever you want. No, you would. You would. I, I wouldn't. I feel like that would be go everywhere. And I, oof. Yeah, true. I'm not big enough for that to go anywhere. I don't want it to go anywhere anyway. <clears throat> Ah, no, if it goes somewhere, I'll just start on OnlyFans. <laughs> you probably will soon. Maybe. We'll see. Comment below if you want me to start on OnlyFans. <laughs> get zero no, comments. You're going to get zero comments now. <laughs> so you've massed quite a following now. You've got like 250k on TikTok, almost 100k on YouTube. You've got like, what, 60, 70k on Twitter? Yeah, I think like 57k or something. Nice. What's the biggest event you've ever been invited to? You know, obviously, I think the charity I've football been, match is I've quite like a big charity one. Football matches, but I've been invited to be a guest, not play. Ah, uh, okay. So there was one, I was like, goals for gosh, which was at like Crystal Palace Stadium. They had a few people there. They had like um, Dave. Really? Yeah, I think he was there last time. Um, they've had like big YouTubers as well and stuff. And I think I got like VIP could come along. And then they did a tournament with TikTokers before that. Content Ballers was a charity match that I got invited to come along and be a part of. That was like prime when Cal the Dragon, Simple Simon, Astrid Wet were like prime. Yeah. Like HS Tiki talked that lot. So they were obviously sort of down there, sort of in that prime. Um, in terms of other big events, I guess like more just like footballing events, like come to Old Trafford and do like this with us, come to Tottenham Hotspur, do this with us. Yeah. Like those kind of events. Got to be part of an Adidas advert as well for, it was like two years ago, there was some of the sidemen there as well. Really? Which sidemen? Toby. Oh, yeah. Manny, but I don't know if Manny is Sideman. Got you. Isn't he? Um, he's Toby's brother, but I don't know if he's in the Sideman or not. Is he part of, oh, what's not Sideman, the Beta Squad? Beta Squad. Is he part of that? I don't think so, no. Uh, what was Toby like? I didn't really speak to him much. I just said, like, hi, how are you doing? Had like a two minute combo, like, like his stuff. And then we literally just like took a picture and left because I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people that starts trying to chat to him. He's got, he had loads of people doing that. Yeah. So I was like, actually pretty cool. Do you have any tips or tricks for people who are wanting to do content creation um, as a career path? And how have you got to where you are? Like any secrets that people can use? I'd probably say most important thing is to stay consistent. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to just like get views. Sometimes you can go viral overnight, but it's actually worse. Unless you really know what you're doing, you have experience in content creation. It's probably a lot worse to go viral overnight because you get all that followers at once. And then you've got to learn how to keep it up in the game. Yeah, and, like, true. Particularly on YouTube, like thumbnails, like a niche and all of that. I'd say sort of consistency is the most important thing. Build a following, continue content, learn what people like. 
definitely research what content similar to yours that does really well and take bring your own take on it. And I think you've got to understand it a little bit and do your research and stuff, but you've got to enjoy it. But I think the most important thing is you just got to stay consistent making stuff. Like I've made the football videos on YouTube literally every day for four years. There's probably been like 10 days in the last four years that I've not uploaded a video. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's like, Obviously, the first year, I made a little bit of money after about six months, but I wasn't making like enough to go full-time for like a good year and a half. Mm. So it's just staying consistent, I think. Got you. I think, yeah, I'm kind of using you now for advice as well, because I definitely need that. I need to stay consistent because I really don't. I think I post like once a week on my Instagram saying, go listen to the new episode or go sending confessions. Like, it's consistent. As long as the podcast is coming off consistently once a week, that's good. But then you just need to get on the TikTok and the Instagram and promote it. Like, like, so I think of something to post every day. Yeah, no, true. I finally found like apps and platforms that are going to let me turn all the podcasts into clips that I can then put out on the yeah, social media. Yeah, that will probably help. Okay, so thank you for that. Should we move on to confessions? Okay. Okay. So it's what people have sent in. Yeah. I think majority of these are your followers. Because okay. I know you I got you to put that on your story a couple of days ago. Oh dear. And I think there are some weird ones. Oh in no. Here. Oh no. In high school, a bunch of my friends slash people got called or was left a voicemail by an unknown number saying they saying that they were outside their house, giving specific details about their homes, parents, etc saying that they were going to kill them or rape them. Most of them freaked out and called the police. I, being a strange person, wanted to be part of the group and said I got a call too. Some of my friends had to go to therapy over the calls and years later, the troubled individual of our friend group sent me a Facebook message saying they knew I didn't get a call because I wasn't on their list. So... Be- <laughs> <laughs> basically someone in the friend group has sent out those calls saying they're gonna rape and kill them and then someone tried to be like oh you know i want to be part of it so they lied saying they got the call too and then your friend messaged you saying you're not on the list like <laughs> you didn't get a call oh my god firstly why would you even own up to that and be like you're not on my list <laughs> so like he that admitted who he was to the one that lied yeah basically oh my like, god the temptation of actually calling that person out, being like, you weren't on the list. That's, being that, I can't lie. Psycho is like, from the friend that's done that. That is embarrassing for the one that made it out. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine being called out like that. Be like, why would you like lie? You weren't on the list, mate. You're going to expose yourself just to call someone out. Blimey. Um, next one. I cheated on my boyfriend and gave him an STD. He could never find out that I cheated, so I gaslit him saying something's off and I think he's been cheating and made us both go for checkups. We both came back positive and so I broke up with him for, in brackets, cheating and giving me an STD. When all this happened, I was so confused because he said he hadn't, but something was off. He didn't seem like he was actually telling the truth and I ended up finding out a month later that he was cheating on me. That's why he acted suspicious when I told him he gave me the STD. So did she, was she cheating on him then originally? Yeah, so she cheated on him, got an STD, told him that, like gaslit him saying, oh, you, I think you've been cheating, we should go for checkups. Got checked up, they both had like an STD. And made, like blamed him. And blamed him. <laughs> but like it turns out he was cheating anyway, so like he had to confess to cheating. So it was a win-win for her because if like, he had been cheating, he had to confess to it so she'd actually know. Exactly. He tried to like say, 
no, I wasn't cheating. So she broke up with him and then obviously found a month later that he was cheating on her. So it's not like he's thinking, what the fuck? I haven't done anything. Like he's, um, he's like, oh man, I've slipped up. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> got played. Lol. There, yeah, that's, I don't know, because she's obviously so in the wrong, making it seem like he's the bad one for doing that. When I mean, she's the one giving him the STD. And the, giving... the manipulation there. Exactly. Blimey. <laughs> oh, someone's basically wanting a slave. Like, not a... Just you? No. <laughs> Fuck off. I want a man in my life who's utterly obsessed with my comfort and well-being. Somebody whom I can turn to and say, hey, I need my pillow fluffed. And they'll get up and do it right away. I basically want a slave. But in a passive sort of dominance, I know it'll never happen. Lightning doesn't strike twice. But ever since I got a taste of it, I really want that sort of master-sub relationship without the sexuality of it all. What? So they've had a taste of it before? Yep, seems so, like so it. This is a guy that's had a taste of a guy. I don't know if it's... I think it might be a girl who wants a uh, guy okay. who's like wants to do everything for her around her, like treat her like a proper pillow princess. Oh. Uh, and yeah, she just really wants that. Imagine. God, I wish I could have that. Yeah, I thought that was you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> outside, you just said this himself. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Okay, this one's a four-parter. Oh, God. Part number one. My girlfriend got pregnant and she wanted an abortion, but I begged her not to do it. She had the baby and dumped the baby on me and left. To be fair, he's the one that like forced her to be pregnant. Like at the end of the day, if you're carrying the baby, like you can get rid of it if you want. Yeah, exactly. Like she said she didn't want it. He was like, no, you have to. So she had the baby and left him. I mean, the baby. I don't know how you can leave a baby. Like, but at the same time, he's the one that like forced it to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's They're a both kind one. of in the wrong way. She left the baby, but she didn't want the baby and you shouldn't have forced to have it. But you'd assume once you'd had the baby, she wouldn't want to leave it. But a lot of girls, like, you don't want babies, then have it and they're like... Yeah, it's kind of like it, the so. love at first sight. I don't know, like, I don't... I couldn't imagine not having a baby and leaving it. I feel like you either don't have it or you just have it and commit to it. Yeah, oh gosh, I'm so scared when I'm older and I have kids that... I know, because everyone always says, they think, I'm going to hate this thing, it's going to be just not what I want, not what I like. And then everyone always says, oh, as soon as you have it, you fall instantly in love with it, because it's like your baby. But I'm so scared I'm not going to. I'm just going to, like, what the fuck is that? You're like a type of person. If your kid's ugly, you probably won't like it. Oh my God, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was you sent in that question about I've flirted with ugly people for my ego. <laughs> Wait, is that actually a question that was sent in? <laughs> probably something I'd say, but no. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. Um, part two. She's paying child support and that's cool and all, but it's so hard taking care of a baby girl all by myself. I wish my girlfriend would change her mind and come back to me. Do you think, like, he wanted to have a baby to, like, baby trap her? Or, like, because, like, he really wanted the baby and now she's left, which is going to be really hard. But some, like, some guys, not going to name anyone, but, like, they've almost, like, wanted their girlfriend to have a baby to, like, trap them. Yeah, no, it definitely goes both ways because I've heard so many times when, like, yeah, men have, like, got their girlfriend pregnant, wouldn't let her abort it. And then it's kind of just she's like up stuck the whole with family. them, and she can't get away. And he's like a psycho. But exactly. Yeah. To be fair, like like raising a baby on your own, that's gonna be hard. So like, yeah, hundred percent. But there's also times when like girls get pregnant and they say, "I'm keeping the baby to like baby chop the boy." Yeah. True. 
Or like there has been like women that have kept the baby and not let the dad see it because they've fallen out with the dad. Yeah, no, which is pretty which is horrible. Vile. Yeah. Part three. I'm blessed to have my daughter, but I can't do this alone. My family doesn't talk to me because I'm anti-baby murder and all my friends have ditched me. So Oh, this was a controversy, them keeping the baby. Like, yeah. And he's anti-abortion, so he was forced her to have the baby and maybe they no one wanted it. Exactly. So I think the family and friends were all like, if she doesn't want it, don't make her have it. And he it must was like, have been quite toxic then if his family and friends have not been friends with him over it. Yeah, exactly. He's literally lost everyone over this baby. Do you think that would make him start resenting the baby at all? I don't think so. It's all he's got. He's got to like it now. <laughs> True. It's all he's got. Part four. And most of all, I miss my girlfriend. I miss the sex. I'm so stressed and tired all the time. I have no one to cook for me and to ask how my day was. I want no one to cook for me. <laughs> oh, this guy. I should send you to him so you can get back in the kitchen. This guy, like, at first I was like, okay, I feel a bit like, bad for him to an extent, even though he like, forced it up the baby. And then the more that comes out, I'm like, he really must have forced it up the baby and is annoyed that she's not stuck around to cook for him. Exactly. All he does is miss sex and cooking. It's like, it's like a baby trap in there. But... Literally, she just wants someone to look after him. To be fair, I feel like as well, like if you're having a baby by yourself, it's not like you can go out with your mates anymore. You have to find someone to look after the baby. Whereas if you share it, he could go out with the boys and she could look after her. But I think having like just the baby and you must be like difficult. Exactly. It's not even like he can get his parents to come look after the baby because <laughs> they've fallen out with him too. <laughs> Gosh, that must absolutely suck. Um, okay. This person has really confessed. Um, I used to help out at a nursing home and this old Russian lady would relate some tale over and over. Her husband drank and hit her. It was sad for sure, but one day she leaned over and whispered, he was an asshole drunk, so I pushed him down the stairs dead. What the hell? How are they old? Oh yeah, this is in a nursing home, so. Oh. I think she did it when she was younger and suddenly just fell on the stairs or something. Oh, well, like, so it wasn't like an old man that died. It was just like a normal guy that just died, but he was technically like murdered. Yeah, it was her husband. She killed her husband, pushing him down the stairs. Oh my. Ah, yeah, obviously you're like, I don't know what to say here because she's murdered someone. Did she intend on murdering him? What do you think she pushed him down the stairs and she was like, oh my God, he's dead? I think she intended because he used to like drink and beat her up and I think eventually she's got sick of it and I don't know how do you die falling down the stairs I know it's like a thing that happens people die I think it depends like if you hit your head like it depends how vicious you fall down the stairs and like yeah true your head or like a certain place yeah you can break your neck as well and yeah true I don't know because I've I've definitely fallen down oh, the yeah, stairs a couple falls of times. Down the stairs, but like, if you ever like been violently fallen down the stairs and like whack your neck or something? And yeah, true that. Probably something like that. I don't know. I always get scared. Like every time I fall down the stairs, I'm like, like fuck, lots of I could have died. Fall off a horse, but very few die of it. But people still do die. They can break their neck from like falling off a horse. Yeah, no, true Just that. Just a bit of luck sometimes as well. Oh, it was so funny. I was listening to another podcast the other day, and. This guy, uh, I think it was Alex Cooper, she was interviewing um, Wiz Khalifa. Mm. And she was asking about how, how you like with the ladies in school. And he's there going, oh, you know, I was really smooth. And I look in my head, I laugh. And next thing I fell up the stairs. <laughs> oh my God. I walked into like, was I with you when I walked into like that pole? 
Yes, it was actually the other day. Well, you pointed at some boy that you thought was cute. And then I started, I was like, oh my God, he's cute, like the blue coat. And I was looking at this guy that was cute. And then I walked into that pole. <laughs> you walked into like one of the bollards in the park. Glad he didn't look back at me. God, imagine would, if would he was like looking back. One of those back. TV scenes where you're checking someone out, you literally walk into a bollard. Yep. <laughs> Your face when you almost fell over. <laughs> Can't believe that. Okay, I think that is going to be the end of the episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed Alice coming on and does enjoy the confessions. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Alice. It's all right. You only hold a gun to my head to do this, but <laughs> it, was just, it was good. Thanks. Is there anything you want to shout out or Sally? My, not my mom. <laughs> Sally was your best guest. Yeah, right. You were shit. <laughs> Haven't listened to it yet, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone follow Alice on Instagram, TikTok. What is it, Alice Abrahams or Alice Talk Football? Just Alice Abrahams, Alice Talks Footy. They will come up somewhere. Of course it will, she's so famous. That's true. But yeah, please remember to rate the podcast five stars only. One. No, not one. And keep sending in your confessions for the next guest for us to read them out. Um, Hope you've all enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao, bye. Say ciao, ciao, bye. Ciao, ciao, bye. (laughs) 